welcome to the North Witch Podcast with your hosts, Azario Flame and Sandra Von Holland. In this podcast, we explore all the things that can help us to be better and improve our lives in body, mind, and spirit. Looking at everything from witchcraft, sorcery, woo-woo, spirituality, biohacking, the mundane, and everything in between. We occasionally have on guests from various backgrounds, practices, and philosophies. We welcome everyone from all walks of life, from the left-hand path to the right-hand path, from the medical to the holistic, from the woo-woo to the scientific and everything in between. We have conversations and discussions about our experiences over the years, what works for us, what hasn't worked, and explore new theories and science, trying them out, seeing what works, and debunking what doesn't. Thank you for joining us on this wicked adventure along the crooked path as we adventure into the mysterious and wonderful world and welcome what truly works for us to become better witches, sorcerers, magicians, and our best selves so that we can live our best lives. May these conversations help you to ignite the light within. The views expressed by our guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of us here at Northwich Magic Co. All of the information shared on this podcast is anecdotal and shared for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or financial advice. Always consult a doctor, physician, or professional in their field before trying any of the things that may be discussed on this channel. Magic and holistic healing should work alongside allopathic care when necessary. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Northwich Podcast. Mm -hmm. On today's episode, we have Gary Hernseer, who is a buddy of mine from Texas. He is a personal trainer and is a big proponent of nutrition and fitness for your metaphysical goals. So how's it going today, Gary? Hey, man, just chilling, living the dream, you know, having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. I'm excited how you put this all together with fitness. So, (laughs) oh man, let's let's roll. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, with fitness, uh, definitely changed. I knew that I was unhappy with my body. Um, I was just overweight, very sluggish. And I kept having dreams about the last time I was happy, which was like back in high school and in high school, I was doing, a lot of reading, um, a lot of like uh, studying on just life and um, occult, really occultism, occult, you know, with Aleister Crowley, which by the way, I don't really mention, um, I don't recommend Aleister Crowley as a beginning or jumping off point for anybody that's into this. Just, um, it was very, it was very obscure reading through all of that. But um, yeah, I had, I had the last time was probably back in high school and I felt really happy with my body. I was physically active, doing a lot of magic, um, very spiritual. And um, so it basically started with the dream. And then I started getting into the gym and getting more and more acquainted with it. Um, Started, you know, just starting off very slow with the treadmills and um, a lot of cardio. And then I did, um, I think I did something some type of ritual where I asked for like food to be in the form of like spirit. So not like, uh, I basically just put out to the universe, like I need to change my eating pretty much. Right. And then, uh, that's when I, this documentary sick and nearly dead had come up. And then I watched that and it was talking about the importance of incorporating vegetables and fruits and how, um, and just like overall vitamins and minerals and things into your body to 
just get it to function and work right. Because the problem with today and the nutrition aspect, especially here in America, is that you've got a McDonald's and food that's just like around every corner that's got no nutritional value. It's been cooked out of it. Some, some of that food, we don't even know what it really is. And it's like, that's, this is what's been, you know, telemarketed and just mass produced all around us. So we're kind of like cattle in that aspect. And when, you know, where are you going to go when you haven't prepped any food or anything like that, you're going to go get that food. That's just right around the corner. So, um, yeah, I watched that. It really changed my, um, I guess my outlook towards, towards nutrition. And in general, then I went and got all these fruits and I was so excited. I was like, look at, I have fruits and vegetables in my shopping cart. What, what is this? This is so alien. I've never seen this stuff before. And like, so when I actually went home to, um, you know, and, and, and in the show, they, they, they juiced it. So um, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of juicing, which I, I don't really recommend because it takes out a lot of the fiber from the and some of the vitamins that's actually within it but um i just remember my body being like wow like i mean i was like uh, uh, yeah, but <laughs> i didn't really care for it in the beginning but uh, definitely my body was like this is great we need more of this and um yeah short like not even really a month later getting into that getting used to not um eating the bad foods really started uh taking down the weight, getting into um, a lot of cardio, then resistance training. Resistance training is really where it's at because that's what just, it increases the thermogenic effect body. So the more muscle mass you put on, the more protein synthesis and more heat is getting, you know, it's used to burn calories. So, I mean, anyone out there that's looking to lose weight in that aspect, make sure to just really hit some type of resistance training and it doesn't have to be heavy or anything like that and if you know if you if you need help just ask somebody or look at somebody and i mean most people in the gym are just very it's like i mean that's that's my church basically the church of iron you know <laughs> and it's just a really lightning experience i mean i've been in there and i've had some amazing experiences spiritually and uh i mean i yeah it's it's great i love the the meditation the um the oxidative pathways and opening in that aspect like how you breathe when you're in there and how it goes through the blood system it's just it's amazing the whole lifestyle is really amazing but the key to it all is really just got to be in your nutrition honestly yeah and so are you did you find when you first got started you had better success because you were meal prepping that's what you just touched on a little bit was that we go to the fast foods because we have a meal prepped. So was that key for you? I would say most definitely. I would say it, meal, and it is, it can be a pain, especially in the beginning, but I mean, um, and here's the thing I didn't realize too, that um, it does have a shelf life. When you juice, when you juice products, um, it's like it can last about three to five, five days at max. That depends if you have it like stored in a glass container, which is really good to keep mason jars around. And I know, plenty of witches got that kind of stuff hanging around. So, I mean, that's perfect, but um, keeping it in like glass jars is really key to uh, the shelf life for fruits and vegetables. And prepping definitely helped. It definitely helped because um, I, I didn't feel the need to go across the street or at that time, I think I was working at fast food or, you know, managing a fast food restaurant. So I didn't really have the need to eat any of the food there. So Boy, yeah. that must have been hard. 
You know, it, it was, it, it was, but it was also very cool to like catch myself because I'd be reaching for some food and then I would hear that voice like, dude, what are you doing? No, stop. <laughs> so, so we need to walk by those fries, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So it was like a, definitely an exercise of willpower for sure. And um, it, it really did help a lot but meal prepping, um, just getting your mind, like if you could hit, if you could do this for a month, especially three months, you've already trained your mind and your body into doing a certain thing. And it's no longer like a, a hassle to do. It's, 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 it's ingrained in you, you know? Yeah. So that, that was another really, that was great. Well, the 90 days, it then becomes a lifestyle rather than just like the habit is turned into a lifestyle actually after 90 days right exactly exactly and i've read on that too and i mean it's true as far as developing different habits and things like that and then just getting out of the patterns that we create for ourselves that are more unhealthy so that's that's really the biggest key right there is just getting yourself out of the the patterns and like oh i don't have the energy to do this i don't care it's really most definitely about a mindset you know and Azariel, I know you know the importance of all of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, like one of the things that my wife keeps telling me, because now she's prepping for a bodybuilding show. And, of course, you know, my fat ass is like, well, uh, you can't be hotter than me. So, I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the path now, too. And, you know, there's some days where, you know, I don't want to go down into my home gym or I don't want to go for that 10,000 step walk or whatever. And my wife's like, you know what, if you only ever did shit when you felt good how little would you fucking do in your life? Like, and that's most everything. Like, like that's the mindset you have to have with, like, it doesn't matter if it's fitness. It doesn't matter if it's doing your magic. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, if it's, if you only ever did a new moon ritual or a full moon ritual when you felt like it, well, what you'd get maybe one or two out in a year. (laughs) You know, if you, if you only ever did a ritual for health, you do, you know, like very, very simple, do a little Marshall or Saturnian ritual to do your health. And then you only do it the once. Well, you're not going to reap the benefits of it. And so thankfully I have the dedication to my magic, which I'm able to put into the dedication for my life. You know, like my daily magical routine would make some people's heads spin, but you know, I, I didn't, (laughs) I I, I didn't get there by, you know, I'm going to do eight hours of magic a day, every fucking day, right off the bat. It started with, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to meditate today. And oh, I only got five minutes in. That five minutes is better than fucking anything else. Oh, dude. Yes, most definitely. Like you were saying, it started with cardio, right? Like if you hopped on that treadmill and you did five minutes, well, it's five minutes more than you did the day before. And that's all that it takes to get started. Dude, that's actually, that's how we really kind of started talking too. I think it was a post about maybe a year or two. I don't even know. I think it's been close, like about a year and a half. You were describing about how exercising um, your your spiritual body through magic is much like breaking down muscle. And then I was like, oh, this guy gets it. Like, okay, yeah. Because at the time I was just jumping back into the magic after taking, I don't a break. I I took a huge break to sit there and really focus on what I needed to do with my life and then get my own spirits into kicked into gear before i picked the magic back up but um yeah really when you jump back it's just like yeah it's just like that man when you jump back into the magic and you start get developing a daily practice even like you said meditation five to ten minutes or even like dude even two minutes 
even those like it's just, if you can't do five minutes do two minutes sit there sit there with the thoughts like and i know in the beginning it's like the monkey mind doesn't want to shut up but i mean you sit there realize the thoughts for what they are and you can either associate with them or you don't what you can't trash it it's like it's like going through files on a computer and dumping out what you don't need anymore and then just kind of silencing it but um that's that's definitely key as well to um getting getting your body started into the grind of working out and it's just like that developing the spiritual muscle just like the physical body the mental i mean you need all of them you need all of it you rely too much on the magic and then your your physical reality starts falling to crap because you're just you're, you're projecting or you're obsessing or you you know how it goes with those like you got to find balance between the physical the mental the spiritual and you got to align it correctly and accordingly and sometimes it can be a pain in the ass <laughs> or you rely too much on one and not the other finding that balance is really what's key into that just in my experience along at least yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, that's one of the ways that I started, you know, like, I, I have a similar story, you know, like, I lost 100 pounds uh, about five years ago. And, you know, that totally reset my trajectory. But how I started that was I had this spiritual practice that I was starting to do. And, you know, I, I got my meditation up to 30 minutes, sometimes an hour a day. And I was like, you know what, why don't I turn this into exercise time? So I, you know, I'd put on the shoes and put in the headphones and I'd fucking go and I'd go for an hour long walk and I would do, focus on my mm. breathing, doing, doing the fourfold breath or whatever, as I'm doing my medita meditative walk, you know, throw in some hemi-sync or something in my headphones. So it's a meditative track or some binaural beats or something to aid me along and, you know, turn your walk into your meditation to, you know, hop on that treadmill and do your five minutes. And as you're doing it, focus on your breath. You know, if, if you're going to go and you're going to lift some weights, do, do, a, do three sets of 10 deadlifts, even if it's only with the bar. And each time you do it, breathe in as you go up, hold, breathe out as you go down, hold, yeah. right? Like it's, you know, you can Most turn definitely. all of it into something that goes together, right? So that, that was a big proponent of, you know, like my magic, a lot of people say it's very martial. Well, that's because I'm a martial artist. That's because I've turned it up <laughs> and that's, that's what I need. My brain needs that discipline. I have to have a disciplined practice or otherwise everything just falls into chaos around me, right? Most definitely. I'd, yeah, dude. And in the beginnings, like, I mean, even those that don't have a gym, and see, I don't really care for walking on a treadmill. I'm the one that will need to go out in nature, man. I've taken those long walks where I'll, I'll be like, okay, where to now? And then look at the sky and see a star, you know, shine. And then I'll just follow that for a minute and just really get in tune with, like you said, breathing, getting to know myself and, you know, just my higher self and just speak, speaking with me on the other side of the veil, you know, and just really grounding is really important as well in this in all of the work really but um yeah dude those nature trails and those walks out there really get you in touch with nature ground you especially for those that may be too too high up in the magic and i know i have some friends online that are like they're they're you know you could tell just sometimes i have to just remind my friends go step outside, roll around in the mud, go play, go play with your kids a little bit, you know, like ground <laughs> yourself just, just a little bit, you know, cause uh, we, yeah. and I'm guilty of this too, man. My head's been way out there where like, you know, this reality just gets so shattered that it's like, I feel like that this is, 
this is the fake, the fake world. And, you know, <laughs> as practitioners, we've, we've been there before, but we kind of lose touch with the reality. So the nature walking, the, the, the physical fitness has definitely kept me grounded to the point where I'm not like constantly seeing sigils and seeing signs and, you know, <laughs> and I mean, I love all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I, I, it's great. I love it. But there is a time and there's a place I think for that. And I mean, when you're, when your physical world is in, in, in gear so much and it's not really you're just too high in the clouds and going out and on nature walk breathing meditation like you were saying can be really important as well and the cardio most of my cardio came from long walks of just rediscovery and i mean in turn you're also burning calories and gaining you know getting healthier so i mean getting out on the nature trails i think is really it's really helpful if you don't have a gym well, and, and then the funny thing with that, too, is how many people do you know or that you train that they go to the gym and they drive the five miles to the gym and then they do their warm up <laughs> hopping on the fucking treadmill, right? And, Bro, and it's, like, it's like, dude, if you just walked to the gym, do you know how much better this would be for you? Like <laughs> Most of. And that's, that's another thing, too. And that's where discipline, I mean, it might be enough for them. Then if they go home and then they eat trash, I'm like what are you trying to do? Are you trying to lose weight? Cause if you're trying to lose weight and a lot of people there, I've had clients though too, trying to gain weight as well. And I've got, you know, their programs and foods to eat for that. But most, a lot of them are trying to lose. And I'm like, you can't, you can't come to the gym, walk on the treadmill for 15 minutes. And this is another thing walking. Um, if you're not hitting your target heart rate, which is, you know, 220 minus your age, that's just the rough estimate what we got. If you're not hitting that that target heart rate, you're not going to be really tapping into the fat cells. So you have to hit a certain target heart rate, which is which you know is kind of like running or jogging. Get that heart rate going, and then that's how you tap into you know fat burning. And um, but yeah, most of the people that I see, they have the same routine. They drive to the gym, they come in, then they walk on the treadmill, get on their phone for about 20 to 30 minutes, and then that's it. Then they're like, why am I not seeing progress? <laughs> it's just like, well, what are you eating? All right. Well, what is your day-to-day -day life? All right. Because your 30 minutes in the gym could be potentially productive, and it's great to get off to a start for sure. But if you go back home to the same routine and feel like that you need to reward yourself with junk food, you didn't do anything for those 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, or, I mean, or you go to Planet Fitness and it's pizza day. <laughs> right? Don't, dude, they, I swear, man, don't even get me started on the Planet Fitness. <laughs> dude, they took out the scales because they didn't want people to feel dis, uh, dissuaded. I'm like, how is progress going to dissuade you unless you just don't want to know that you're doing, you're not doing something right? <laughs> Planet Fitness, man. I, oh, my God. That, that's where it all started for me, actually, was Planet Fitness, to be honest with you. I made a lot of a lot of different people there, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Planet Fitness, 10 bucks a month, you can't go wrong. They make most of their money off of people that don't go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> most gyms As, do, though, right? If there's a membership. Especially Planet Fitness and the lower ones, for sure, like the $10 yeah. a month ones. Yeah, they're like, hey, I've got a gym membership. When was the last time you used it? has got dust all over it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You can still say you have it, though, right? Right. Yeah. And to, to a um, lot of them, that's that's what that's what's um, 
I guess that, you know, if they, if they feel better about themselves for that, Hey, by all means do that. You know, it's just, um, I believe personally, just if you're going to commit to something, if you're going to say, okay, look, something's got to change. I'm going to make this change. Then stick to it. It's so easy for us to fall off. That's on anything with magic, with fitness, with nutrition. I mean, I, I still fall off, you know, even with uh, some of the dumb things. Like uh, recently I had just dropped the drinking. It's been a bit over like a month or two. So, which is great. And I mean, I was, I was, it was getting bad there for a point because my life had kind of turned upside down. And so it's like, look, just listen to yourself really is the best advice I can give when it comes to life. Listen to that voice in the back. We're so quick to give up on ourselves, to not keep our promises to ourselves first, right? It's, it's so easy. And so really it is all mindset. And I did the very best when I was doing 75 hard because I'm the first person to give up on me. I can't all the time. So 75 hard kept me so accountable. It's such a great mental game. It's, uh, I haven't heard of that. What is that? It's a crazy thing to stick to. What it does is just trains your brain, right? For 75 days, you're, you to do two workouts a day, one inside, one outside. Read 10 pages a day. Uh, uh, what are all the things? Is there? I forget now. Uh, drink all your water. Yeah, you're supposed to drink a uh, half ounce per pound of body weight per day as your minimum water intake. Drink your water. Do your reading. Do, do the two workouts a day. Uh, the two workouts a day was a bit of a bugger to get into, honestly. But once you did it, oh, it was and you awesome. had to do 10,000 steps a day was your minimum. Oh, yeah, that was the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> but I, I just got in the mindset of it's just one day in a row, right? Because I, I was the best at one day in a row. But so you just did 75 of those one day in a row. I like it. Now, I mean, how did that affect you? Well, sadly, I only got to day 42 because then I had a health issue come up and uh, I haven't been able to get back to doing it. And it's, it's totally a mind game. I'm, I'm afraid I'll fail. So I can't, I won't start. Oh, God. Right. I it's so uh, yeah. Do we, we are the cause of our own failure and suffering in all Absolutely. aspects. We're so quick to give advice, but when it comes to taking our own, yeah. Oh, forbid that. What, what is that? I don't want to do that. That's scary. Right. <laughs> and it's really easy when you're telling people to do it, you know, like, Oh, just do 10,000 steps a day. It's fucking easy. Well, what'd you do yesterday? It's 2, not, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I got to 8,500. Why didn't you push for the other 15? I don't know. Just didn't. It's, it's so hard to get your mind back in. It's so hard, but yet it's so easy. If you just did it every day, one day in a row, before you know yes. it, you're at 90, mm. right? Like, yeah, fear is such a liar. It's no, it is. And it's us. We are that fear. Like, yeah. instead of seeing it as something separate, I believe the really way to tap into that fear is to realize that this is you. And you are feeding your subconscious your own bullshit. All the time. All <laughs> yeah, the time. All the time. It's all the time. It is. Even though still we know better. <laughs> We do all the personal development. We do all the things. We have the people come to us and need help and we get them on their on their track and they're going. 
and then I don't know what happens. We just, well, we all know what happens. We just give don't, hold, don't hold ourselves accountable. And yeah. we give up on us way quicker than we give up on anyone else. And it's, we need to work on it. So, yep. Yeah, self-love. Yeah. Got a lot of, yeah. Got to make a kind of like a shrine to yourself there and have some self-love, right? some rose, rose baths and stuff and folks, you know, all sets to come into your heart. <laughs> just, and folks, you just, just some loving nurturing kind of spirits to just help out in that aspect or, you know, cause sometimes, you know, when we don't have that and we feel like we're, we're just getting dragged down and, then we start relying on the spiritual side of things. It's important to connect with your guides, what your deity, whatever, whatever practice you believe in, really start focusing back into that, onto the spirit side and especially connecting with that intuition. You know, I, I make a joke about it, but that intuition was like Jimmy Crick. You remember Pinocchio? Yeah. The little, the little <laughs> cricket guy, like that's your holy guardian angel trying to tell you like, listen, man, stay out of this. Your daemon, your personal, like, listen, don't do this. Don't, this needs <laughs> and we're like nah man i don't want to listen to that whatever that is <laughs> and then you start finding yourself in trouble and it's honestly just listen to that voice start making moves and stick to it and developing those those patterns those different behaviors getting yourself out of the whole uh cat and mouse like just chasing your tail it's, the, it's really just key to making a 180 in your life instead of just going around in circles and it's hard it's hard because it's wake up, get ready, go to work, you know, eat, come home, sleep. It's just, we get stuck in this vicious cycle where we're like, is this it? Is this all there is? And when we find ourselves unhappy slaving for money, cause what we got to pay bills. And I mean, a lot of people don't have the luxuries, but it's also those people that I think all of us in general really just need to be a lot more grateful with the things that we do have. And that in those regards, you know, cause being grateful in my experience has really taken the focus off of the negative and just rewired my brain to be like, okay, these are all the things that you have that are still going for you, man. Like yeah. you can keep going, keep, keep going. That's really the key here is to just keep going, man. Don't give up on yourself. And it's especially one thing. Yeah. You Gratitude know? changes everything. It everything. Does. It really does. It's just, um, I mean, it's, it's been rough for me, but let me, it's like uh, Zara was saying, you know, a diamond is formed under pressure. The Phoenix rises out of its own ashes. And I mean, it's always darkest before the dawn, you know? So it's, it's at those times really where I feel like I've lost it. And I, you know, I've always had the gym. I'll always keep the gym. That's like the healthy addiction that I have. And I've got, I've got addictive tendency, you know, I'm, I'm an addict, whatever you want to say, all right. It runs in my family. <laughs> But I will say that the gym has always been there for that. And uh, it's definitely helped me out um, the nutrition side of it as well. Getting back into that. Um, it's definitely helped me think a lot more clear too. You'd be amazed at how some of these processed foods crap we eat will affect, you know, our, uh, our solar, you know, our, our gut, our gut microbe, our, our, the bacteria that's in our gut. And then when that goes south, our, then we just don't think right we become sluggish ourselves and we can't, we can't, we can't be coherent. That's another thing I noticed with clear nutrition and certain other types of like, and Azero, you know, we were talking about the mushrooms and everything the other day. And then uh, you'd sent me a product from something about from gorilla mode. I have primal mind. It's, I, I forgot what it was, dude, but um, 
it had like a, something in there for, for, for thinking, you know? And yeah, I, I love, if you're in the States, Gorilla Mind makes amazing nootropics and mushroom products. That's it. That are, That's what it's called. Uh, absolutely, absolutely amazing for your brain health. Um, my mom and I have both had brain injuries recently and we've been trying tons of stuff and nothing has made my brain run as clearly as that stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool. And then like you were saying, you know, like that brain, that brain gut access, the new science that's coming out with that is it blows your mind when you look at it. Like if you're adding simple sugars to your diet and it screws up that gut microbiome, it seriously changes the way that your brain functions. Like it's unreal to watch the changes in a clinical setting. Dude. Yeah, no, most, and you can feel it. That, that, that's that's really the key right there you could you can feel when stuff's off in there man it's like you, then you don't uh it, when your stomach's messed up like that too it's just it's hard to actually have like a, a good stool you know i don't want to go too into it but um <laughs> when you're when you're when you're eating clean and you have a good a good um healthy digestive system and you're eating these whole foods when when you do go to the restroom you, you literally feel like you're lifting off of the seat and floating in the clouds. Like it's a <laughs> godlike feeling sitting on the throne, literally. <laughs> that's what, so I always mean. go there, but it is so true <laughs> because that's where you can tell so much about you. If you're not, if we're not talking poop, like really, <laughs> you know, where do you gauge your health and especially your gut health, like your gut health leads right to brain health. So it's, so important getting your digestive enzymes in and so what do you what is your um meal plans look like do you do half live food half living to keep your gut health or what do you Um, what does yours look like so um like i do a lot of raw foods in the morning like um I juice, I don't juice, I blend <laughs> a lot of fruits like uh, blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, and uh, strawberries, because I'm more into the um, training process of hypertrophy, and those uh, have a lot of antioxidants and healthy carbs to, um, to you know, fuel the blood and replenish the muscle and glycogen that I tear down in my body, because I tear, I tear down a lot. <laughs> I, it's, I have to fight myself to not go to the gym, so it's become that kind of a uh, where, where I'll use a lot of the fruits. Um, I do take in a lot of shakes too, as well. Uh, like, um, casein at night to, to get the aminos delivered through the, through the body while I sleep, which kind of curbs appetite, especially in the middle of the night. Cause sometimes, you know, I'll wake up and prior to that, I would want to eat a lot of food, which is not great, but, um, just chicken, a lot of fish, a lot of salmon and stuff like that as well. Because, uh, yeah, no, I think it's really important to get, you know, your DHA, your EPA, and the health. There's a lot of stuff in fish that is really healthy for the body, the the joints, the mind. Um, yeah, yeah. So as far as I do need to start eating more vegetables, to be honest. Healthy fats, almonds, and things like that are really good for the mind as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of just raw whole foods and nuts for snacking and like lean meats i was taking in a lot of steak at a at a certain period in my life but um i realized now that i'm getting kind of leaning away from the steak and more into lean meats 
I'm feeling a lot less sluggish, interestingly enough. And I was, I was taking, I was eating a lot of beef jerky too, which is, it's just, that is not good for you. I just say that it's just the sodium content in there alone is enough to give you a heart attack and cause coronary heart disease, <laughs> especially the way I was eating it. So I'm, I'm getting away from that into the more like, uh, in, in some more healthier kind of foods because i was always worried about am i getting enough proteins i know i break down way too much is that you know is that my body knows it too and sometimes it's just like okay dude chill like yesterday i went to the gym started to lift i was like what are you doing dude what are you doing we don't like this okay well i'm getting the hell out of here then <laughs> and i was there's like a, a graveyard right down the street from there and uh then I just went there and was just talking and just kind of chilling, just uh, just hanging out, really trying to get to know the the layout of Plano, Texas, since that's where I'm staying right now. And uh, I think I was talking to you about some of that stuff too, Asario. I don't know too much about working with the uh, spirits of the grave or anything like that, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it on the course that you got coming up, though. Yeah, we're we're gonna do a pretty deep dive for at least a month on that one. So it's if you're if you're squeamish about working in graveyards, probably don't take the Devil's Witchcraft course. Because <laughs> you, you will learn all about how to work in a graveyard and it will be really challenging for some of you. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. No, man, that, that course, I love it. The course really just called to me because of uh, my experience with, uh, with this, with, Ast you know, Astarte, Astaroth, uh, Belzebub, those spirits in general, just kind of like, interestingly enough, just, I don't know if we're on a topic or we're just shooting it, <laughs> shooting the shit. But um, interestingly enough, when I was working a lot of the, uh, the angelic work through Heptameron invocations and things like that, um, that's when I noticed my my uh, duplex just started flooding in with flies, and I was like, well, "What? What is this?" <laughs> and then that got me acquainted with uh, Belzebub, and then I realized like um, it was really hard thing to break for me was the um, the split between uh, why we have this this dualistic mindset um, and the, in these spirits, you know. So working with with angels and what I guess could potentially be called demons. I, I, I like to call them spirits, demons, you know, like the, why put a label on that? Why put something as black or what? I just, I don't like doing, I don't see that anymore. I used to, but it was interesting to go through that experience of invoking angels and then working with demons. And it's just like, okay, well, there's, it really cracked the paradigm in my mind of what, uh, what's left, what's right, you know? So, <laughs> then there's that middle so your, your course is uh, is very interesting and then recently working with the four kings and the way paymon came to me through dream and then i was like well i gotta take this course because everything that you got in it is really pointing to exactly what i've been working with lately so i'm really looking forward to that man yeah it should be good and for, for anyone that is planning to take it uh, i We'll even give you a warning in the course that when we start working with Beelzebub or Beelzebuth, there is a very good chance you'll have that fly issue in your house. <laughs> because oh, God. Just God. about everybody who has worked with him the way that I've worked with him has reported the same thing. So when Gary told me that online, I was like, mm. oh, yeah, you're totally going to dig this class. This is totally freaky, man. <laughs> Dude. 
fly tape. Yeah, get you all some fly tape. Because <laughs> you're going to get flooded. I'm telling you, it's, it's not going to be like, oh, well, there's a few flies. It's like, no, there, there's more than a few in here. <laughs> that was, that hey, was explain fun. Explain to us why. Why will this happen? This is a really good. That's. I don't know why some of these spirits do what they do. Like the Leviathan current had the, the place flooded. I put my altar cloth, which got Leviathan symbol. Then it water started pouring into the next, the next duplex. I don't know. These spirits just make themselves known through certain ways. And so, um, I so guess one of the epithets of Beelzebub is he is known as the Lord of Flies. And oh, so, okay. And and, and okay. so when he comes, <laughs> he comes with flies, just like there's okay. there, there's some other demons like Pazuzu that are conflated with bats. Well, I know people that with Pazuzu, and all of a sudden bats are flying in their chimney every night, right? So it's like you have to be very careful cool. about who you start to work with yep. and why. You know, like I refuse to this day to work with Arachne because if my house fills with fucking spiders, I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm just gonna have to burn it down. Like there's, you know, let's just. You're gonna lose your shit. You're gonna lose your shit. Oh my goodness! Most definitely, most definitely. And I mean, oddly enough, I tried to be respectful with Belzebub and call him Ballsy Bub. You know, because how we did his name, he's like, no, that's not how I'm known these days. Like that's not what what you all call me by. And he's like, I revealed myself to you through a bunch of flies. So why would you? I was like, okay, okay. It's funny. I, I like it. I love working with uh, Belzebub too. He's just, I mean, he's really funny. Like my shirt though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Man. You know? Yeah. It's, that's just the kind of sense of humor and the relationship that I have with that spirit in particular, which is really lighten the mood when it comes to these other spirits that have come through because that's the thing with Belzebub. It's like, he's legion. And when he, when he opens in floodgates, man, there are going to be multiple spirits that are going to come into your life that you're going to start working with. And at least in my experience, I mean, I'm sure that it's been similar with you too, Isariel. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's why, like, if you've looked at the course outline that I've put out for the devil's witchcraft, we start working with the horned God, and then we start working with the crown princes uh, Astaroth, Lucifer, Beelzebub, and then that kind of opens up the floodgates, so to speak. And then once you've opened those floodgates, then we bring in the four kings of the four corners of the earth. And then like from there, the world's your oyster, man. <laughs> you can work with Dude. any spirit in heaven, hell, or earth that you want. Yep. Yep. And I mean, uh, had recently had that encounter with Asmal Day. I'd just worn a shirt for that first day and I'd spilt wax all over my altar then so i had to take it i you know i didn't want to wash all of that here at the house because that occurrence with leviathan i just don't want to have it repeat so i just be, be careful okay with some of this stuff so i walked to the laundry mat and it's the, the sigil i don't know if i sent it to you but i'll send it to yeah, you yes yeah that's like okay then some of these spirits are like, dude, we're already here. We've been working with you. You don't need to lay out all these mats and all this stuff. And like, you know, <laughs> we make some of this stuff so complex when they're like right in front of you, waving themselves, talking to you, even in the, the, this reality, you'll see symbols and things. And it's just, I honestly think when you go into this, into this lifestyle, just be aware of the subtle changes and the things and the signs that are all around you. Because, I mean, and I think, you know, Jason, you know, Jason Miller said this, too, and it's just 
they could be right in front of you. They could be right in front of you waving around like, Hey, then we're, (laughs) and we're just like, okay, we're still waving our sticks and wands and (laughs) I'm guilty of it too. I, I still, I still like all the, uh, the aesthetic side of it. I think it sets the subconscious mood and allows us to be more receptive to those influences. But some of us are just so highly in tune to it that it's just, a, you don't, you don't, don't need none of it. Yeah. For sure. Tapping into that, you know? Well, and that's one yeah. thing that I, I love, uh, you know, I've taken a number of Jason's classes and one of the things that he usually tells prospective students is, you know, like once you've done this invocation spirit, should be there like now you need to train yourself to sit down and shut the fuck up and just listen Dude. Right? yes yes most definitely uh, that that has been the biggest key for me as well and it's 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 actually surprisingly when i picked up the magic you know over a year ago it was surprisingly easy they were like <laughs> dude we've been here we've been here all along like we already know you and yeah it's it's tapping back into that that mind that the mind's mirror this you know it's really what it's all about. And some of the experiences will come to you in like midday, like in your sleep. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be right then and there in the ritual chamber. From what I've noticed, it could happen like right in the middle of, you know, you could, you could be sitting on the toilet and it'll happen to you. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't really pick a time or a place when some of these things occur but you know when it when it happens it's like oh, okay I, I, it's time to do this then but sure. um, yeah it's like that yeah. facebook post i put up the other day you know you, you've given me a sign but i need a signier sign no just pay attention yeah. to the sign, man just pay attention to the sign and go with that first one <laughs> i thought that was great yeah and then what sarah said made made a lot of sense too though um about asking three times for it and some you know in my experience i've I'll be like, well, I don't know. That's kind of obscure. Then I'll get a friend request with like Lilith, just as an example. You know, if that's that that was a spirit that's been. <laughs> I got a whole story on that one, man. <laughs> but you know, you see, you see a sign for Lilith, and then you know, then you meet somebody that, or we 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 went to the Renaissance Fair. Then our champion on our side's name was Lilith, and then I got a friend request from a Lilith that day, and I was like. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's your signs. <laughs> yeah. Other than the asthma day that was on that, uh, that was on the laundromat. Lilith was right next, was right next to it. So, I mean, just to me, that's too many, that's too many signs. Like I, I got it. <laughs> I got you, you know? So yeah, just being aware of, of the subtle changes too. Honestly, that's really the key I think too is, is, you're rich in the ritual chamber, like the air will change yeah. certain, you know, or like the lights will flicker and that's not because of the AC going on. Like the lights are flickering. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you'll get that shaking and trembling in your hand or you'll feel that goose pimple skin starting to happen. Yeah. Your candle flame will all of a sudden flicker and it'll get so slow, dude. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, blow up. Yeah, or your incense will all of a sudden just start making shapes in front of you, or you know, like there's so oh, many, God. so many subtle signs to watch for. And everybody's, you know, like we were talking with Adam Darkly on one of the shows, and he's like, "You're waiting for them to give you this big fucking sign, like they're gonna show up in a flaming chariot, and they're right <laughs> there in front of you in the incense smoke, like freaking commune with yep. them, right?" Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I've taken pictures too of the smoke and I make out the faces clear as day. It's not like I'm just making this stuff. I can see it, you know? So, I mean, that was interesting. And in in, uh, when I was learning that as well, that they make themselves appear through the smoke after opening portals, you know, but um, yeah, no, I love it. I love the whole, I love the fact that I was able to just jump right back in. Cause I had put it down for so long. Like I said, I'd gotten back into it in high school and, Oh, I knew something. So this is a little story for you. Like, this is what kind of called me to the path. It's just that um, I was reading a lot of Aleister Crowley, like I was born, raised in a Catholic family. And I mean, um, so I tried to step away from all that. My mom was Baptist. I tried to get Bible mass quite a few times. So I spent a good portion of two years just nose deep into these grimoires, into the books. And it took me a long time to just say, okay, fuck it it's time to do an actual ritual and something that called out to me. So, I mean, um, then I did, and I started getting acquainted with, uh, Thoth Horoset, you know, that's the, my brotherly name, I guess you could say, Freighter Thoth Horoset. And, uh, did the, you know, this blood ritual that kind of just opened me up into these currents. And I was led into like a, a coven at that time. And, uh, long story short kind of i did a blood ritual the night before for the initiation rites to a magi to be a magi then i went to catholic church the next day and over the church there's just this huge thunderstorm that kind of interrupted the church and the priest at the time had told me at what i was seeking at the time which was to know that like my own salvation is in me like it's up to me to make these things happen and not leaning, you know, because I could tell it was Easter Sunday. It was Easter Sunday too, on top of it. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty important day for Jesus. And, and so the, the interruption happened. But I remember though, I hadn't seen this priest before ever, really. I mean, I don't go to church, but I something called that day. And after the church, he had walked up to me and threw his arm around me and he asked me, like, you know, what is it that I study? And I told him that I study magi. And he kind of leans in and he goes, All right, brother. And I'm just like, there's obviously something that the mass majority of us do not know about any of this. This very, you know, Hippocrates, very hush hush. And, but at that time it gave me the, it gave me the like go to, to go ahead and continue with what I was doing. Cause at the time I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like doing this right. What is it wrong? I was always second guessing myself and doubting. And I've had, you know, I've had a struggle like that lifelong really to tell you the truth but that was that was it pretty much and then after that it's just it took me on a long path after that but the initiation into that was definitely interesting and then putting it off for so long and then stepping back into it it was like i never left so that's great i mean once you open these these parts of yourself there's, there's no closing them <laughs> Once you see, once you see the shit that's beyond that veil, it, there's no stepping back. So, I mean, like to anyone who, who's not already in, initiated or acquainted with this, like be prepared for that. Your life is going to change. That's the only kind of message that I feel like I would have to say to anyone who, who um, hasn't really tapped into that yet, you know, but it's dabbling because I've, I've talked to a lot of dabblers and <laughs> like man just go light a candle and talk talk like make it simple you don't need all of this stuff that was my problem in the beginning too i thought i needed all this all this stuff man 
<laughs> I need to do this properly. Everything needs to be laid out. I need to draw all these circles and sigils and all of this. And I mean, yeah, that, that stuff's great. And I'm not knocking it by any means, but for me personally, they were already trying to reach out to me. And so it's just like some people I think need that. So it'll tap into something that's really embedded into them already. That's just, that's just what, I mean, how I feel about it. I mean, I could be full of it. <laughs> We've actually had yeah. this conversation a few times in our interviews that you don't need to have the red candle. Use the white candle because you got the white candle. It's okay. Don't make it harder than it really is. Yeah, that's really, that's really what it is. It's just like we have so many, I think, people that are really interested into this stuff that are afraid to just step right in and plunge in because part of them knows that it, that shit is going to change. But then a part of them too is scared because what if nothing happens? And then you got the in-between. They don't have the, the tools. They don't have this. They don't have that. I'm like, look, you just to boil it down and really the egyptian system makes it so simple in that aspect and i mean that's like the land of magic right you know samaria egypt i mean look what they had i mean they had it in their words hecka they just used their words for the intent to bring in what they were bringing in you know so i mean i think that's honestly the, the biggest key right there is just tapping in and listening and reaching out with your senses you know like the jedi <laughs> reach out with your feelings yeah. and that's you know <laughs> but yeah um i will say that going back to the if there was a topic going back to the nutrition and to the uh, physical fitness side of it it's all connected it really is all connected and it, the, the more strength that you have in your body into your nutrition to your mind into your physical health the more that's going to fuel your magical practice as well. And I think you can, uh, you can confirm that as Ariel, you know? Yeah, for sure. And we've actually done like some, I mean, we're, I'm not a scientist by trade, but we've done some minor scientific studies on it. And, you know, like something so simple as making sure your electrolytes are in balance, you know, making sure that you're getting the proper vitamins and minerals is huge. We've done, I used to teach a course on shamanism. And one of the things I'd do is I'd buy these blood testing strips to test your electrolyte levels and your vitamin and mineral levels and whatever. And at the beginning of the course, we'd test them. And then at the end of the day, we would test them again. And everybody who was getting true blue spirit contact by the end of it, they were depleted hugely. So, oh, if you're, so if your body is lacking in any of those areas of nutrition, you are going to run into problems because you're going to be tapping into stores you don't have and you're going to get headaches. You're going to get nausea. You're going to, mm. I know people that, you know, they do a channeling or they assume a God form and they're sick for a month after they get summoning sickness. You know, it's like magic, the gathering, right? Like they, they, they get out the gate and do this awesome shit. And then all of a sudden they can't move, you know? And it's like, well, yes. magic is just so draining. No, it's because you eat the standard American diet. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you get a 900 calorie coffee. And then you chase that with a fucking donut. And then at lunch you go and you have a nice eclair with a Danish. And then for supper, you go out to fucking Popeye's and you wonder why you feel like shit. Bro, bro, that is so, it's so, yeah, stay hydrated, especially, especially if you have a good grand summoning that night or something. Yeah, for sure. Making contact with that, it's pulling that energy in, it's giving back and forth. Yeah, you are going to get depleted. 
for damn sure. There have been points in the rituals where I feel like I'm just going to pass out. And it's really never like, did I drink enough water? Probably not. <laughs> so I mean, in that aspect, that is interesting. That is very interesting too. It's good. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I never correlated the two, but um, they said that they did an experiment on that. Yeah. So I found this uh, place online a few years ago where you could order self-testing kits uh, where you just, you use a diabetic lancet, you prick your thumb, you put the blood in there and it will test your blood for your mineral and vitamin levels. And then it will um, give you a, you know, basic reading. Like you're going to be within a certain range. It's not going to be as accurate as a lab test, but we would test them at the beginning and then at the end. And then we, I would get them to change their diet during the course to like actually do stuff that would, you know, keep that tank topped up. And through changing the diet, we noticed that they wouldn't get so depleted. They would feel better by the end of doing the operations and things like that. So I, I fully believe that it, it is huge. And I mean, if you look at batteries, batteries used to be made with salts and stuff in them. And that's what gets depleted is the salts in the battery, right? So your body is no different than that battery. So what are electrolytes? Electrolytes are salts, they're minerals, they're, you know, so now you're running all of this high energy through your body, these vibrational frequencies that are higher than what your body is normally trained to do. Well, what burns off first? Those salts, those minerals, the things that are conductive. And so then mm. once the, those conductive things are burned out, if you've got nothing to replenish it, or you're not you know, going and replenishing it right after, you know, and this is my theory for why, you know, cakes and ale is a huge thing in traditional witchcraft, you know, like you need to instantly begin to replenish things. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's very interesting when you actually look at it through a scientific mindset, but you know, this is actually creating physical changes in my body. Now, how do I make sure that I'm not causing damage with that? Dude, that is, that's awesome. That's so cool. I didn't realize that they uh, that they had studies for that or that you even did that. That's, but it makes so much sense. Like in in the long run, it really does make a lot of sense. So I mean, be sure, especially after after it, to get plenty of uh, nutrition and and electrolytes for sure. You know, even the BCAs and the electrolytes within the BCAs and the aminos within that too really helps and gives you that energy boost back as well. Um, mostly. The biggest key I'd say going back to nutrition is just make sure to stay hydrated and drink. I think it's like 3.75, 25 for, for males of, you know, liters of water. And it's like, I think a, a liter less for, for females. But I mean, I think all of that, basically if you could get a gallon jug of water and make sure that you drink at least that amount a day, it would be good. And there have been like a, some some cases where drinking too much water in excess can actually have an adverse effect but um that's a lot of water yeah, yeah very few it, people can get that level of water in there. <laughs> very few. but i actually did bump into this woman at planet fitness who had the doctor tell her that that she was overhydrated, and it had wow. some adverse effect yeah it had some adverse effect on her body yeah. I mean, it's, that's just, that's the thing about the science too, behind uh, nutrition and physical fitness is that a lot of it, a lot of it really contradicts itself into the course material because your body is not a damn machine. It's not a car. It's an environment. 
You know, we don't eat food to fuel the, fuel the body. The types of foods that you put into your body are going to determine whether or not it's a healthy ecosystem, you know? And then once we start treating it like that, then we can begin to see better results in our thinking and, and our, you know, energy levels and all of it, all of it really is just so important to get uh, that nutrition. And to me, that's just key to magic, key to life, key to the, that's the fountain of youth, you know, <laughs> really my, my hair changed. I mean, I had like a, it started turning like a goldish color, my nails, everything. I wasn't breaking out on my skin. It really changes your whole, your, your, your DNA. It changes the way that your body is. Yeah. I can't think of the word I'm blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know well, what? If you, if you think about it, you know, your body fully replaces and changes every cell in it every seven years. So in that seven year span, you literally are what you're putting into your body. You're, you're literally creating, like you said, an ecosystem, an environment yes. that is created out of the foods, the drinks, the chemicals, whatever that you're putting in there. And so at the end of that seven years, you know, do you want to be a old Ford tempo that you have to fucking push start or do you want to be a Ferrari? Right. Like you need right. to exactly no and i mean yeah dude we we shed thousands of cells are dying and being reborn every day i forgot the exact amount i have it in my in my material but yeah us on a cellular level we're we're dying and being reborn at the same time <laughs> and what we put in our body is going to de de like that depends on the types of foods and the types of the ways that we treat our body so, I mean, getting proper sleep is also a really key, really key thing there as well, especially when it comes to um, gaining, getting, you know, growing the muscle because sleep is sleep is really where even weight loss comes into play. That's why when you go to sleep, you wake up, you get on the scale, you're, you know, a lot of it's water weight is true, but, you know, that's that's still um, things that are being burned off in your body. You know, uh, calories are just units of heat and those, when you're, when you're resting, that's when it really starts tapping into the fat, into all of it. So uh, rest is very important. I would say, I know that insomnia can be an issue with some people and things like that, but, um, hopefully there's like some type of medication. I will say this valerian root has been naturally putting me out lately. Uh, I don't know. Have you, have you tried any of that cereal for, for sleep? Yeah, I have a whole sleep regimen. I, I, I'm one of the people that can have really bad insomnia. So I, I take uh, ZMA, uh, so ZMA for you Americans. <laughs> we, we pronounce it differently up here. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's got your zinc in it. It's got magnesium and then it's got B vitamins. And the magnesium really helps you sleep better. And the zinc helps with your hormone levels. And uh, then I also take a sleep supplement that's got melatonin and valerian root and passion flower and skullcap in it. And that helps me hit that REM sleep. And which is really important because when you're doing, especially if you're going to be doing dream walking or any kind of lucid dream work, if you're not hitting REM cycles, you're not going to get lucid. It's just not going to happen. And also during that REM cycle is when your body is excreting growth hormone. 
And so that growth yeah. hormone is what helps you to recover. It's what helps. And it's also what gives you those really awesome dreams. So you need to make sure you're getting into REM sleep and it takes six hours before you start hitting REM sleep you, on, on average, usually. So if you're not getting that good sleep, you're not, you're not going to have that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that's, I think another way you trap when you tap into too much dream work and you are that active on the astral, it's hard for you to, to hit really any kind of, <laughs> any kind of good sleep for what I, cause you're just, sometimes you just need to shut it if you can if you can because i know there are a lot of people that have a hard time turning that side off as well but if you could turn that off and then just get just shut the computer down for a minute pretty much is what it just boils up you know boils down to is just shut it down and get like dump out all that info because <laughs> restarting it will definitely help with your mindset it's just overall health in general the aging process for sure. Um, but yeah. yeah sure. Very good. Good stuff. Well, <laughs> good stuff all around. Nutrition makes it just all go. It's the beginning. And that. Well, this has been a great chat, Gary. We really enjoyed having you on here today. And, uh, you know, thanks for coming out to play with us. <laughs> hey, it was my pleasure. It's great meeting you guys. Great meeting you.